Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn. Are you ready to get twisted again today? This podcast is going to be a spin on the last one, which was about walking and adulthood and failing and mistakes. (laughs) And today I wanted to do it about biking and adulthood and mistakes and failing. And why I'm choosing to do biking this time is because sometimes people will be like, well, I don't even remember when I learned to walk or... No, I don't really remember that with my son or daughter. And so I want you to really be able to experience this. So I thought, let's do another example and get people in tune with the word mistake or the words mistake. So what happens is you're learning to ride a bike. And more more often than not, well, not in the olden days, they wouldn't have had helmets. But let's say these days (laughs) you'd put a helmet on. Some parents even put on um, some, oh, what are they called, knee pads and elbow pads on their child. Um, they also will put on training wheels, potentially, and then they're so excited, right? This first bike, maybe it's got the little ringy bell thing on it or some um, decorative pieces in the spokes that make it make a cool noise. Who knows? But let's just get all picture and you know you're getting your child already in their gear and you're putting them on the bike and they go well let's think about it for a sec they probably bang into cars that are parked if they're going along the sidewalk perhaps a um the fire hydrant is the word I was just looking for um maybe the hydro box potentially people maybe they don't know how to stop yet and yet they keep going because they want to learn how to ride their bike. And think about it, people around them are cheering them on and people are moving out of their way or maybe they're moving a little bit closer to beside them in case they fall. And just as a general good feeling. And so when the child fails, like they spill or they ride into something or the likelihood of them you know, not getting up the first time they ride their bike and being successful, they feel like it's okay to make a mistake in this case. It's okay to ride my bike and not know how to do it perfectly the first time. And I know that there's all these people around me that are going to support me and give me all this help and make me feel safe in doing it. And then how many other times in life do we get that? So I think I shared yesterday that you get it when you're walking, when you're learning how to walk, with um, a table maybe being there and people cheering for you, maybe a baby gate put up over stairs. And when you fall down, people making sure you're okay and then helping you get back up and really giving, being encouraging. But then as you get older, 
That doesn't happen so much. But I thought of another really good example, which is the Viking one. So think about that for a sec. And again, think of the things that we talked about yesterday, which were if your kid came home from school and they didn't get a good mark on something, that same support isn't necessarily given than they, when they didn't get up and walk the first time or when they didn't ride their bike the first time. So how can we change this? Because what's instead happening is that anxiety for children is on the rise. And I would suggest for you for adults as well. And so what's the correlation here? Why is anxiety on the rise? And it's simply because we're not allowing children to fail. And we're thinking somehow they have to just get it and just do it. And kids aren't robots. And so, you know, they're not going to just get it or just do it on the first try. Or maybe even the first 100 tries. They're going to need help and support. And one child may need help and support that another child doesn't need. So in my 20 years of working with kids, I like to say to parents, you know, it's not a great idea to say, why can't you be more like your sister? Or why can't you be more like your brother? Because that's not helpful. And if you think about it, when the child was learning how to walk, you weren't thinking that. You were just encouraging them and supporting them. Or when they were learning to ride their bike, if they needed their training wheels on for an extra month or two, who cares? You probably didn't even remember how long the other child had their training wheels on for. So I want you to think about that in their life too. And imagine this for a second. Imagine that a child got a C at school, okay? And if a C is okay in your family, imagine whatever wouldn't be okay. Maybe that would be an F. Maybe it would be a B for some families or an A minus. But whatever that grade would be, imagine your child got it. And they're sitting at school and they get their test paper back and think of that typical traditional, they have it and it has it in red and it's in big. So whether it's an A minus for some families, a C for some families or an F and your child is devastated. Why are they devastated? Because we've been told along the way that that's not okay. It's not okay to not do well the first time you're trying something. And yet, unless you do that and teach that, they're not going to be more successful. So they get this test back and they have this mark on it. And they're not thinking of the time where they tried without training wheels and they bumped into a car, they bumped into something and they got hurt. So you put their training wheels back on. They're thinking, oh my, I have to go home and now share this at the dinner table or, you know, put it on my report card and sort of stuff it back in my backpack and maybe hope they don't see it because they're really not going to be too happy. But let's reverse this for a sec. Let's pretend that the teacher did give the test back. And it had a C. But it had a C with a happy face. And so just like when you're riding your bike, the teacher's really happy because you came to class, you wrote the test, and you tried. Right? Because you got a C. That meant you were there, you were writing, you were participating. Just like when you're riding your bike. You're there and you're trying. So then, not only does the teacher hand it back to you and it has a happy face, but she comes over to you and she says, are you okay? Do we need to talk about this? Let's figure out what went wrong. Just like when you're riding your bike and perhaps they didn't know that you didn't know how to turn or they didn't know that you didn't know how to use the brakes. They want to help you with that. So the teacher wants to help you. Then the next things happen is that she's so happy to work on you with your corrections. Like, let's get these corrections done. Let's figure out what you don't know. And just like when you were the parent and you were teaching them to ride their bike and you said, hmm, 
maybe the seat needs to be lowered, or maybe the seat needs to be higher, or whatever they need to help them be successful. And then what happens is you're so excited because your teacher is so excited that you failed, and then it's okay and that they're going to help you. And also, they don't want you to not like it, so they think, well, how could, how could I help Johnny still like math, even though Johnny didn't do that well on his math test? Well, what do I know that Johnny likes? Ooh, I know that Johnny likes skateboarding. So I'm going to say to Johnny, Johnny, if you figure this stuff out, this math out, you're going to be able to be a way better skateboarder because you're going to understand how to turn an angle if you're working on angles or how to go faster if you're working on velocity and math. And so you get them really excited and passionate and engaged in what they're doing. And so then they want to also do it better. So just like as a parent, you really want your child to learn how to ride the bike. Why do you want them to learn how to ride the bike? Because that would mean that walking to the park is way quicker because they can be on their bike and you can be walking or you can be jogging and you get to the park in like two minutes instead of maybe the 15 minutes it would take you to walk. And then you give them more incentives, right? If a child learns how to ride their bike, then the next time maybe when they get a little bit older, they ride to the park on their own. Maybe they ride to school. Maybe they ride to a friend's house. Maybe they ride to their job. So you're setting them up for success with giving them the skill. Well, the same thing they would need for math, right? You want to set them up with this skill. And you want to applaud them and help them and make them be passionate and work on their mistakes. Because just like with riding a bike, a child could do math. Now, if you don't think that that's happening at school and it's not happening at your house, where can you first affect change? Well, you can first affect change at your house. So the next time, and again, this doesn't have to just be with school. It could be when they're learning how to clean the toilet for the first time or they're learning how to um, organize their room. But it's all good because what's happening is they're learning. And so you applaud them. Ooh, okay, great. You didn't do an amazing job on the toilet, but let's see how we can figure that out when you clean it for next time. Or it's really awesome that you tried organizing your room in this way, but maybe if we shifted this or we tried this, what do you think? But again, you want to get excited that they tried it and you want to get excited that they made a mistake and you want to engage them because that's going to have them move forward. And again, if you can't change elsewhere, you can change it within your home and within the language and the way you treat your child, and then they're going to want to use that language and carry it forward. And perhaps, you know, if it is school that is causing an issue like this, then you're going to want to actually sit down with the teacher and say, you know what, we embrace failure at our house. And so when they're getting a mark back, this is actually what I need it to look like. And this is what I need us to do as a team that supports them. So just like the child who is riding the bike and maybe you start to take the training wheels off and you have to put them back on again because they're not quite ready. Or you take them off and they fly, but they fly into a car. So then you have to work on something else, maybe speed or brakes. This is what I want you to think of for your child. What can they do or what are they doing right now that instead of you're looking at their failures as okay, that you're getting upset. And instead think, whoa, what can we learn in this situation? What support can I give them? What language can I give them? What tools can I give them? Ooh, and the really big part is of this is that you need to start doing this for yourself too. So really, where in life are you just learning to ride your bike? Maybe do you need some extra support? Maybe do you need some extra skills? Maybe do you need somebody to be beside you and guide you? So 
I really wanted to share this with you today and really want you to embrace our concept of mistake. So again, mistake not being M-I-S-T-A-K-E, as it's normally spelled, but M-I-S-S, space T-A-K-E, mistake. In life, we just go through a series of mistakes. And then I would invite you to think it's not until you're on your deathbed or you're already dead that you have your final act where you're doing take one, scene one, take, or oops, sorry, act one, scene one, take, you know, 1.2 trillion, because that's when you're going to take your last mistake. And so from now until then, celebrate, make lots of mistakes on your journey. Keep trying, keep moving forward. And I bet you, you'll reach what you need to reach and you'll start being able to embrace failure as being okay. And that's pretty much one of my missions is to have people around the world think that it's okay to fail, to say in their head, that was a miss take on my path to getting up earlier in the morning, but tomorrow's a new day and I'll try it again. Or it's a miss take on my journey to release some weight. But again, it's a new day. It's a new meal. It's a new snack. I can do my miss take again. So I invite you to think about where you're at in this moment and on a particular path or a particular journey for something you're going towards and make a mistake today. Celebrate your mistake, talk about it with people, and have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are around the world. And thanks so much for tuning in. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.